0: Welcome back to Dice Pixels, episode 31. We're going to be talking about a few things to lead us off tonight regarding Sony. We've got uh, (laughs) some PS Plus stuff. We've got a rumor slash news article that they've just very recently refuted. And uh, we're probably going to shit on a few other things because it's Sony and we like bashing Sony.
1: Yeah, it's a theme. It's a theme with
0: us. (laughs) So the first thing, uh, the PS5... Uh, PS Plus Collection. This is a series of games that you can play for the PS5. Uh, If you buy the system and have PS Plus, you can just go and get these. It works a little bit like Game Pass, um, except that they haven't been, to my knowledge, at least, Chad, you might be able to refute this. They have not changed the titles since its launch. It's been the same game since the day it came out.
2: As far as I'm aware, yes.
0: Yeah. So they have said that they are terminating this. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of... I don't think I've seen anyone who was like, good move. Uh, so, pretty much universally, bad news. People don't like it. Uh, and I think there's a good reason for doing it. But um, first of all, as the people who actually have a PS5 at the table, uh, do you two want to give some thoughts? Um, Yeah, I... See, I don't know, we... At first I
2: was like, kind of, you know, what the hell, Sony? Because if there was ever a time for them to do something like this, it should have been when they implemented the tier system in the PS Plus, when they went to Essential, Extra, and Premium. Because then a lot of the games that are on this list from the PS Plus collection were included in either the Extra or the Premium tiers. Right. So if you're going to take this whole collection thing away... That would have been a good time to do it. Now, it's uh, until we had our discussion tonight at dinner, which we will we will touch on. Um, I was kind of like, "Oh, you bastard, Sony!" But now it kind of makes a bit more sense. Um, but it was it was a good little library of games that if you just got a PS Five and you had no prior, you know, interactions with some of the properties that are listed here. Then it's a nice introduction to the to the system, and you have some stuff to play with right off the hop instead of spending you know seven eight hundred dollars on the system and then forking over another hundred dollars for a, a premium game. Yeah, um, um, yeah.
1: Just to to clarify the difference, just because I didn't realize it when I first saw the headlines, this isn't the the PS Plus monthly games or no, anything. No, this no,
2: is, no. the the monthly yeah. games. They're still doing the monthly games. Uh, that's still going to be a regular every month thing. Uh, and then you have your PS Plus Extra and your PS Plus Premium, both of which give you access to different game catalogs. One of them's the premium one. And then I think the premium one gives you access to like a back catalog of classic games. Those are still going to be there. It's just these list of games for a brand new PS5 owner, you won't have access to these until like once May 9th passes.
0: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> these, were, these were games that uh, they basically... Kind of included in the purchase of a of a PS5, mm-hmm. uh, assuming that you had the PS Plus, which I don't know what the numbers are, but I feel like most people who have a PlayStation have PS Plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone I know that has a PlayStation has PS Plus. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, so this was basically exactly what you said, Chad. This is basically a set of games that bootstrapped you. You you started with a catalog of games, uh, that had ps5 versions and i think that is probably the critical part is that these were games that had ps5 optimized yeah one way it's, or the other they they had they were made for ps5 in yeah in some a, manner
2: yeah i think the optimization was more along the lines like the ps4 pro with the 4k and all that stuff the upscaling and whatnot right, but right. But yeah like, yeah
0: not that they were designed for ps5 yeah. but they were sort of they were nearly as good as when the console came out they were nearly as good as you could get yeah uh Sarah anything any thoughts to add before I
1: (laughs) I don't have anything to add I think I think it's a weird move to do it now like versus when the tier system first came in like what Chad said I also just find the tier system strange to begin with like
0: yeah, 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 we yeah. talked about the tears when they were announced, and oh uh, so so dumb. Uh, yeah. Chad, stop playing with that. Sorry,
1: he's just trying to close it.
0: We'll we'll show it off on stream in a minute. <laughs> um, so so what I had said earlier, which uh, I think brought Chad around a little bit, is um, something that I had said when we were originally talking about Game Pass was it kind of favors the casual gamer in that the the longer you have a set of games available, the less they matter. So if you have 12 games, let's say, I think in this case it was 19, but you've got a handful of games. When the console first released and people were getting access to them, that was great because it's, you know, here's a catalog of games that you can play that maybe aren't PS5, but they're they're at least, you know, 4K and everything else. Um, but... Over the last, it's been out for two years now, something along those lines. I mean, theoretically, nobody could actually buy it, but you know, it's been out for a while. Those games have essentially been losing value the entire time because anyone who got it early is like, "Cool, you haven't given me anything new to play." I, I just, I don't care about this anymore. So I think at this point, and I agree, the timing is super dumb. But uh, at this point, I think they had two choices: either commit to it and refresh those games, add new ones whether they got rid of old ones or not, add new ones so that at least it was an ongoing value similar to game pass or kill it. And they obviously chose kill it, uh, which I think makes financial sense because they will have been paying to continue to license these games. So it frees up some, some revenue to, you know, use on, in their case, they're saying we're just going to use that money and time and effort to offer better PS plus normal, games the the monthly games now i i don't believe for an instant that <laughs> they're gonna they be, <laughs> oh god
1: if they offer good ps plus monthly games yeah. i would be yeah so surprised right <laughs> we,
0: we won't get into what they've
2: announced for the month of february no but, no, it uh, tells. no i actually um, want to know I haven't okay looked. well I'll, I'll have to look it up in a second but i know okay. they're not good okay. um <laughs> t- to your point about the um the games in the ps plus collection uh they've been largely the same since 2020 there were a couple titles that were added, which this article doesn't name, but Persona 5 used to be on this list and it was removed uh, late last year. Interesting. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that had a lot to do with the, um, they came out with Persona 5 Royale. Yeah. Which was, uh, it came out for the PS5. So I think they kind of wanted people to
0: buy that. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, at this point, that sounds exactly right. Basically you either have to maintain that list and, and update it, or it becomes irrelevant. And as much as it sucks for people who are just getting the PS5 now, uh, for people who have had it for a while, I'm betting most of them just don't really care about these. <clears throat> Maybe one of them is a favorite and they're playing it so but for most people, I suspect it's not that interesting. Yeah.
1: At what price point do you have to play into the, the tier system to get that? Or is that just like every... I think it's
0: extra. So
2: extras, well... I was speaking to a friend the other night because I wanted to let her know that, because she's a PlayStation owner as well, and me not cluing in that, oh wait, this is a PS5 exclusive, I was trying to get her to get on it so that she could grab these games as well, but, um, she, when she initially looked it up on her PS4, uh, some of the games that were on there were either in the extra tier or they were in the premium tier, Mm -hmm. and she, she said that she had subscribed to extra, but the game, like, I, I can't remember which one I said, but, um. She said it was a part of the premium package. So I think it looks like they're splitting them up and kind of putting them mm. in different packages of the PS Plus.
0: Uh, I mean, if they're already tiering it, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we think the tier system is stupid. Not, I mean, I think my original comment when we were talking about this was not every goddamn subscription needs a tier system.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so I, I, I think this is... Um, it sucks. It's not like they're taking something away and despite their comments around adding to the PS plus normal monthlies and everything, it doesn't really look like they're giving anybody anything like new. So they're basically just taking something away, which always sucks. Yeah. But from like looking at it from Sony's perspective, like this is just a a series of games that are getting less and less relevant all the time that are costing them money to license that like it, it makes business sense it doesn't stop it from sucking for the end user. Exactly, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, because I mean, and there's, there, there's some good
2: games on here. Like if you do have a PS5 at home, you should definitely go check that PS Plus collection and get all these add all these games to your library because you'll still be able to play them once this whole thing ends May 9th, as long as they're in your library.
0: Yeah, that's, that's worth being very explicit about. Yeah. Uh, they, are, they are removing <coughs> them in a little while, but you can still go, if you have a PS5, you can go and get them right now. And you won't lose access. Yeah. They just have to be in your library. As so, long
1: as you continue your PS Plus pr- right. prescription. Yeah. Yeah. Subscription. Subscription. You <laughs> can yeah. say it. You can tell which word I say I mean, more if, often. <laughs> if you
2: have a PS Plus prescription, then, you know, good health to you. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if you
0: can get it written off for, by with your doctor, like, more power to you. I mean. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. I bet you. I, I bet there are situations for, uh, like, I don't know, PS. PTSD or something, yeah, for I, I health, yeah. Be definitely shocked, yeah. yeah. Interesting,
2: but yeah, like like the the stagnant. When you saying you know like the the library is stagnant and whatever. But I mean, there is a couple games on here that if you're a new PS5 owner, playing God of War 2018, which was the the reboot of the God of War series, that's a great game, which mm-hmm. just received a PS5 uh, actual upgrade, and then The Last of Us remastered. I know that first game. I found a lot better than the second one,
1: but... And I mean, considering Last of Us out on HBO right now, like, I can see that getting another boost in plays again. Granted, Mm -hmm. a lot of people that have PlayStation 5 already probably have that game in some regard, but if you don't, might as well grab it.
0: Yeah. I don't have either the PlayStation or the game, so I should go and buy one.
1: You can. There was one at the Walmart in Guelph.
0: (laughs) There you go. And now it's gone. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the second thing, well, so so we'll throw this out there real quick because uh, this is just a rumor and there's probably not much to talk well, about.
2: First, what? first, um, for those wondering, the February monthly games for PS Plus oh, yeah. are for uh, PS5. Uh, it's the Evil Dead, the game, uh, which is a multiplayer game similar to like the Friday the 13th multiplayer game, Predator, where you have one person playing an enemy, and then the other people are playing, you know.
1: I mean, that um, can be fun to yeah. do some stuff with. Uh,
2: Destiny 2 Beyond Light, just in time for that new expansion coming out in the end of February, so <laughs> you can play the old crap before you play the new crap. Um, Mafia is a PS4 game only, Mafia Definitive Edition, so your typical mo- mobster GTA uh, game, I've heard mixed things about it. I would play that. I'll probably play it too. Um, the only one I'm interested in, uh, Ollie Ollie World, uh, which is like a 2D and you're skateboarding think mm-hmm. like Excite Bike, yeah. but with skateboards. So that's that
1: your game. Only came out like a year or yeah. a year and a half ago. Yep,
0: yeah. yeah. it's not that old. I gotta say that that doesn't i I've subscribed to p s plus for a long time. That actually sounds like one of the better months.
1: That's the best month I've heard in a long time uh,
0: <laughs> well I guess because I'm
2: a destiny two player or was and uh
1: that just soiled the batch for you,
2: yeah. and I'm like the evil dead I'm not I've never been interested in
1: I think that yeah, well, in terms of the 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 licensing itself, but like the gameplay style, I think like if we got. The four of us, like with Danielle and you got us all playing that together, that could be a good time. Groovy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just used to not wanting any of the PS Plus monthly games, so <laughs> I mean very true. Uh yeah, so rumors of a PS5 Pro with liquid cooling. Um I've I've seen various people telling various tales about this. Um it does sound like they're probably gonna do some sort of a refresh. It's not clear whether it's they're actually going to do a pro version or whether they're going to do a slim version. Uh, it's also not clear to me that I think there's at least a chance that people are getting confused between liquid cooling and liquid metal. Um, so liquid metal is a new uh, substance that people have been using on heat sinks uh, in in replacement for the normal thermal paste that you used to put on, uh, which is basically like, I don't know, copper or aluminum in, in a suspension. Mm-hmm. Then the new one is liquid metal, uh, which essentially, you know what, I'm not even going to try with the chemistry because I would get it wrong. Uh, but anyways, it's it's a really good thermal conductor that, that seals very, very nicely. Uh, and the PS5 uses that. And there was, a, there was talk early on about uh, the liquid metal potentially uh, leaking out if it wasn't seated correctly. I'm wondering if people, if there's like a bit of telephone going on and liquid cooling, somebody just didn't understand and, and got that totally wrong. So I would take that particular bit with a huge grain of salt. Um, I can pretty much guarantee they're going to do a revision of the hardware because they always do. They Things get cheaper. They do a revision so that it's, you know, they do a slim or whatever that's that's cheaper to produce. Uh, they previously, Chad, you were saying that they previously said they were focusing on the PS6.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I read it. Um, I, I honestly, I can't, I think it might've been a tweet that I seen it and I can't remember the source, but yeah, I I had read that, um, all of the talk of a PS5 pro is basically non-existent because they're focusing on developing the PS6, which, okay, sure. But I mean, I guarantee there's going to be a PS5 slim at some point because that system, while sure it looks cool standing up, you need a lot of freaking room for it. And it's kind of an eyesore.
0: Well, and and more importantly, they, they will come out with a new version of it that Mm. is cheaper to produce. Yeah. They always do. Yep. They have for quite a while. Uh, I think ever since the original PlayStation, I think there's always been one. Yep. So like they will come out with a slim, whether they call it that or not. Um, the Pro, I'm taking that with a huge grain of salt. I've seen a lot of sort of unconfirmed whisperings and everything else. And I wouldn't be surprised if people are just getting terms confused. Because mm. uh, I could totally see them saying like, we're going to do a like a PS5 Slim and we're going to like replace the liquid metal with something else. And people took that to be like, oh, they're going to release a liquid cooled PS5. And then somebody took that and said, oh, it's a PS5 Pro. Who knows? Um But, yeah, I would take all of that with a huge grain of salt. But they will do a revision that's cheaper to make. They always do. And it sounds like that may be coming sooner rather than later. I
1: bet you I know who started that rumor. Probably the T-1000. Because he's not happy <laughs> that his uh, his bits and bobs are inside of the uh, PlayStation 5. <laughs>
0: that's right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Cat hates me right now. I'll be back.
0: <laughs> now I'll get that of my PS5. Um... And then uh, the other Sony thing that, uh, that's worth mentioning, and this is actually a little bit breaking. Uh, it wasn't breaking news at all, but now it kind of is. The, there was a Bloomberg report?
2: Uh, Bloomberg, yep. They reported uh, earlier in the week that uh, Sony has slashed their shipment forecast for the uh, upcoming PlayStation VR 2 headset um,
0: due to poor pre-order performance.
1: Imagine that.
0: Sony has just very recently refuted that, saying, no, we didn't. That's a lie.
2: Yeah, apparently there's a lot of enthusiasm from PlayStation fans for the upcoming launch, which includes more than 30 titles such as Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Call of the Mountains, and Resident Evil Village.
0: So, at this point, you're stuck whether you believe Bloomberg or Sony, and the answer is no, I don't believe either one. Yeah. So, who no. knows? When you, when
2: you <laughs> announce a device that is almost the same cost as your your non-disc version of a PS five it's during a recession too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, here. so if you, if you haven't been able to get a PS, a PS five and then you see one so says like, okay, well there's six, 700 bucks, but then you're dropping another six, 700 bucks for this VR two. But like it's, and so, we went, sorry, we went over this before about the whole non backwards compatible with the VR one. Yeah.
0: I mean that that is the fundamental problem beyond anything else. The the fact that it's expensive, like whatever there are people that will buy it. Let's let's face it, the number of people that will spend four hundred dollars on a PSVR versus the number of people who will spend seven seven hundred dollars on a PSVR, I bet that number's not all that different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when you're talking pre-orders. So I don't think like early adopter wise, I don't think there's gonna be any Uh, like dearth of of sales like pre-orders as a result of the price as a result of the fact that you literally can't play anything on it unless you buy one of the new titles all of which are going to be obscenely expensive as well now you're starting to get into why the pre-orders might be lagging at the same time like i don't know what their pre-order goal was like if they only intended to sell ten thousand of them then yeah they almost certainly hit that number if they intended to sell five million of them i'd be surprised (laughs) yeah
2: and especially to uh some of the i mean grand turismo 7 and resident evil village are two games that they're touting i mean both of those have been out for quite some time now i mean i've i've had my fill of resident evil village i played the hell out of it when it was when it was launched i have no desire to play that in
0: vr well, that's fair, but I don't think you have a desire no, to play anything in VR, so I don't no, think not that really, no. No. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm actually curious, and I, this can go out to the VR, viewers too, like, people that have played these games before in, like, normal mode, so to speak, and what would be the interest or the drive to try and play it in VR?
0: They're scarier. That's, that's why Alien okay. Isolation yep. VR did well. Oh,
1: yeah, I forgot that was a thing. Yep. Okay, that yep. makes sense, but, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't go in for VR. We talked about this in a previous episode when we were talking about VR in general. Um, For the most part, there are a couple of games that are great in VR. Well, more than a couple. But uh, anytime movement is involved, VR games pretty much universally suck, in my opinion. Um, And things like Resident Evil, like, that's just... I, I would rage quit that within 10 minutes because it requires you to move around. And VR sucks for moving around. Beat Saber. Great. Don't, uh, you know, keep talking. Nobody explodes. Great. There's a handful of other games that all work really well. Mm-hmm. Racing, uh, Sims apparently work very well. I can see that because your, <clears throat> your
1: body isn't moving. You're in the vehicle.
0: Yeah. Now I do think that some people get like car sick effectively, but for people who don't, they're apparently great. Yeah. Um, but like first person shooter styles, which is essentially what Resident Evil is like, no, I, I don't know anyone who enjoys those in VR. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I don't know any of them. So I think I think their, their game list isn't very compelling. I think that the product isn't that compelling. And I think that the price point is high enough that it's going to drive people away in the long term. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that affects pre-sales, though, because early adopters, I mean, you can... I mean, look at the PS5 when it first came out, like the price was, was high and people flocked to it. Like, yeah. and then there, there are charged. lots of people that will pay it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. People, yeah. people
1: that are fans of the product are fans of the product and are willing to spend yep. that money on it. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the number of games that are charging, you know, 20, $30 extra to get essentially a three day playtime lead, uh, which, which I didn't mean to segue, but I'm going to use that as a segue in just a second. Uh but uh, the number of games that are doing that and people are paying them, like lots mm-hmm. of people are paying them. People don't have a, there are lots of people who are sort of fanatic about a product.
2: Mm. They'll pre-order at any yeah. price. So so here's a question I will pose. Do you think that if Sony had a little talk with Valve and said, hey, we have our new VR uh, equipment coming out soon, could we port Half-Life Alex to the VR 2? Do you think sales for that would have, like... Do you think it would have helped a bit to have a... Because, I mean, Half-Life Alex from everything I've seen, was an excellent VR game for... Uh, what's the Steam VR unit? The, uh, the Valve one?
0: You mean the Facebook one, or...? No, the... no, no,
2: it's the the Valve one. Valve has their own... Um, That's a good
1: question. I can't think of the name click, of it, but anyway. I will do some clicky crackies. Uh, it,
2: it did really well. It performed really well. It got great reviews. And it was. Oh, you're talking about the index. Yes. Okay. And it was, it was basically, it was, it was more a prequel, like a half-life, I guess, kind of prequel to half-life two, I think, but it filled in some gaps for people that were dying for this half-life game. Now I'm wondering if that was one of the games announced for VR2, would it have gotten, garnered a little bit more attention?
0: Well, I mean, yes, probably a Mm -hmm. little bit, but also valve would never make that deal because then what would they ship their system with yeah yeah so i mean sure
1: yeah and then at the same time like with well no there probably would be overlap there over just between like people that would be interested in that game that haven't that don't have the the steam vr
0: well (laughs) that's a big overlap because very few people (laughs) have the the index i actually legitimately forgot that it existed until i i checked it out, but I do remember them announcing the the index. Mm. Uh, That kind of shows how much of a splash it's made, but um, given the success of the Steam deck, if I was going to buy anything VR, it'd be the index at this point. Uh, I have no intention of buying VR at all, but uh, yeah, there would be an overlap for sure. Like, There's lots of people that would be interested in playing it. Uh, That's actually one of the problems with VR right now is everybody's trying to get people siloed into their little corner of the world. It's like, that's that's not how this works. You know, exclusive games never do nearly as well as games that are cross-platform. And when you're trying to base your entire system around essentially exclusive games, it's, it's going to be a problem. Like, Nintendo does that, and the only reason they succeed is because they have Mario. Yeah. <laughs> like, not just Mario, but, but they have yeah, those games those that, titles, are, yeah. that yeah. people are fanatical about. Yeah. So... um yeah, I, like PSVR too, it'll do, it'll sell units, whatever. Um, but apparently they have not cut their shipping, according to Sony. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're not that they're ever going to tell us the truth. No. Uh, yeah. Like if, if they are being, if they are playing statistics games when they're saying we haven't cut their shipment, it's not like they're going to come out later and say, oh no, we actually did cut it. Yeah. So like, we'll never, we have to take them at their word, even if yeah. they're not telling the truth. So yeah. Um but the the segue that i that I set up a minute ago uh around people paying for pre-orders uh the the new Hogwarts game comes out next week and it's one of the games that has the the pay whatever extra to get three days pre-play time um and there's a handful of games that have been doing this the the thing that pisses me off about this like I'm not pre-ordering the game anyways because i i stopped pre-ordering games a long time ago um the the window opens on like a wednesday instead of like a friday it's like if if i'm paying you extra for the privilege of playing this game ahead of time it damn well better be on a weekend like (laughs) yeah come on yeah
2: yeah especially considering the typical release dates for a lot of new release games is usually almost always on a tuesday anyway
1: yeah, that's yeah. what I found really weird is the release date is a Friday,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, the, the the public release date is yeah. a Friday. The the sort of private release date is, uh, I think it's Tuesday at midnight. Yeah. Um, so you, you basically get Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to play your, your pre-gaming. It's like, I can't think of anything more ridiculous than that. That, that it's <laughs> bug testing yeah that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it is um yeah like i i own, i understand that with mmos but this isn't an mmo this is just an rpg
1: as far as i know
0: i don't believe there's any massive online component to it maybe i'm completely wrong i mean i haven't spent that much time looking at this game No, nor I. but uh it's just an open world rpg it's not mmo or anything because with with mass with online games i get it to a degree you want to let a select like a smaller group in so that you can test the server loads and everything else in the real world. It's kind of like your last chance to fix some bugs. But with this, it's like, why are you, why are you having me pay extra? Not that I am. Uh, and then giving me weekdays that I can play it instead of a weekend. That's just the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Like. <laughs>
1: yeah. Whatever pre-orders in general just kind of confuse me at this point i think i've only ever pre-ordered one game and it was the uh, wrath of the lich king because of course but i don't know there's like i know like chad you've been burned so many times with yeah. games that you've pre-ordered <laughs> to the point where i've forbidden you from pre-ordering something <laughs>
0: <laughs> some things
1: most things
0: <laughs> yeah hey, you yes. pre-ordered those dice links I pre- you, want, you want to show off a dice yeah, link yeah i, I pre-ordered show off a dice
2: there's that so this is the Albert Diceling. He's in he's in dice form right now. Uh, they're actually a lot bigger than what I thought, but um,
1: good size to whip at yeah. someone's head.
2: That's the black dragon. I don't know how well you can see that hold, on a little
0: bit closer to you, so it's in focus. To closer. you,
1: oh, that way. Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> Hang on, take the camera again.
2: Yeah, this is the so this is the black dragon one here. doo dee doo do do.
0: Pretty, We're pretty professionals. Yeah, yes. pretty
2: cool. Like the uh the dragons actually I got the red dragon as well. He's kind of like in half and half form right now. Um yeah, he's a they're a bit of so the one thing I've noticed with these is that when you get all the limbs and stuff kind of twisted up, they're they are really hard to close and stick stay, stay closed. So <laughs> it's it takes some fun dangling, but they're actually really, really cool.
0: You they're should, uh, surprisingly uh,
2: detailed. They're yeah, they're quite nice.
1: Open up the uh the owl bear too and show that one off.
2: I'm going to be busy for a few
0: minutes. Yeah, Yeah, you you do that.
1: So, if if you haven't watched any of our previous episodes, uh, Adrian and I surprised Chad with this announcement a couple months ago, and uh, him being a large, fanatical fan of Transformers and also loving D and D, when we showed him these, he kind of lost his mind a little bit. So uh, they still haven't found it. No. they they have four of them so they have the red and the black dragon they have an owl bear and then what hasn't been released yet is a um, beholder. So yep. But yeah, they're cool, cute and cool.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, yeah. So, what what time are we at, Chad? I can't see the clock. Half hour. Half, Half hour? hour. Great. Good, good. Uh, so one of the other things that I had written down here, which uh, I think Sarah might have some stuff to say about this. I personally don't care. Uh, one way or the other, but uh, video game soundtracks, well, game soundtracks, yeah. we'll say, are getting a separate Grammy category this year.
1: I mean, in terms of the Grammy categories, whatever, it's award shows are a thing. Yeah. I just could take them or leave them. I just, I love game soundtracks, too. A lot, I use a lot of, oh, there it is. Show it off.
2: There's the owl bear There's the elbow, uh The owl bear. Little chunk. Big ass, big ass pause on her. Yeah. There you
1: go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I like I like video game soundtracks. Uh I mean they've they've come an incredibly long way. They're like equivalent or better than a lot of movie soundtracks at this point. And uh I use a lot of them for just like reading or if I need to tune out other noises. So I think that's kinda cool that they're going to be recognized outside of game awards, but um yeah.
2: I don't even I can't even remember did the game awards have a, a best soundtrack award?
1: I can't remember. I feel like they you know, might have. So.
0: Yeah. I'm going to look it up. They might have uh I don't fully remember Sarah's going to look it up, but I will say actually I I thought I had nothing to say on this topic, but I actually do. So <gasps> so uh longer term listeners know that I'm I'm somewhat indifferent about soundtracks. Um but um the Golden Eye Soundtrack, so so, GoldenEye 007 came out on Game Pass, uh, and I fired it up, and uh, as soon as that music started, I was like, oh god, game soundtracks have come a long way, <laughs> yep. that, it is so bad, it's just the bit rate of it and everything is just, uh I I had to turn the volume off, I just I just muted the TV, I was like, nope, can't do this, oh my god, it was bad.
1: And yes, there is there is one. Okay. I, I thought there was. Yeah, uh, God of War Ragnarok. One. Okay,
2: because Metal Hellsinger was a nominee for that, and that was my right. pick winner, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess con-
0: congratulations. I guess I mean, well, do movie soundtracks?
1: I wonder if movie soundtracks are in the Grammys. I gotta look this uh, one up now.
0: I feel like they've been for a long time. I could be wrong, but I, I think that there's like. Um, uh, cinematic composition or something along those lines. Uh, okay, I yeah. I, I don't pay attention to the Grammys. It's so the Grammys, who,
2: who, who cares? Right. <laughs> I know. I know people do, but. Nah.
0: The Grammy. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's yeah. so many. There's so many different artists oh. and stuff that get. Overlooked. Yeah.
1: Okay. So as of 2023, the awards full title is the Best Score Soundtrack. So they probably just had it as Best Soundtrack before. Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media, including film and television.
0: There you go. So, mm.
1: yeah. So it looks like there was one before. But.
0: Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, cool. So, I don't know. I think that's all of the topics that we had uh, sort of laid out for well, to talk about. Well. You got something?
2: Yeah. There was uh, a nice little announcement earlier in the week that uh, the big three, Sony, Microsoft, oh. and Nintendo yeah. are saying, no, nah, we're not going to be at E3 this year.
0: Yeah, as if anyone cares. No, yeah. I, I, lots of people care. Um, yeah, this was it was a
2: discussion that um, I had with some friends from my uh, the gaming clan, Forever Gaming, that I'm in, um, I, and a lot of them were genuinely upset that you know they they weren't going to be at E3 because it's it's one of those events that a lot if you're a gamer like you look you always look forward to E3 because this is the time when you'll hear the big announcements the. Uh, new releases surprises and what what have you and i find that a lot of a lot of the luster and the magic of e3 died with social media and the internet Mm -hmm. because i remember as a kid growing up um getting that magazine that egm or the game pro or whatever that had e3 coverage on it and reading up on all these games and just like oh man they announced like you know Castlevania 3 or or something you know like and you see like the screenshots of the graphics and all this and it just that was your that was your like you know like oh man here we go and I, I feel that there's not really a lot of things that surprise you now you know what I mean like you still have them but it's not like oh man I didn't see that one coming it's more like oh well yeah yeah okay
0: I I actually don't... So, I, full disclosure, I haven't watched an E3 in, in a decade. Um, to me, E3 has not been relevant uh, since at least the Xbox was announced at GDC. Um, I mean, E3 just, to me, has not held anything of interest in mm-hmm. a very, very long time. There, uh, don't get me wrong, there's stuff that people demo at E3 that is very cool, mm-hmm. and I watched the YouTube video of later. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. For me, E3 has been dead for a very long time, but I guess lots of people still care.
1: Yeah, I think from a from aspect of demos, I think that's still interesting. I still like would find it interesting. No, great, granted, but, a lot of those are pretty linear.
0: But would you go?
1: But I go no I've, I've, unless I'm being paid to go. Well,
2: okay, yeah or not. <laughs> and it's and in this day and age now where they could take that same demo that they have on the E3 floor and pump it to whatever council that you're on and True. say like, hey, here's a demo of this. Try it out now on you know. Which I think, I think Sony, uh, I think Sony and uh, well Steam, they've done that too where they'll oh, have they, like with the next fest. Yeah, and they'll you know here's this game that we announced try the demo out or whatever
0: well it's it's more than that because it's it's not only they've already been doing all of this stuff outside of e3 because nobody waits a year to announce things no. anymore right like it's, that's insane it's so
1: easy with twitter and then with so many like kutaku and game rant and everything out there that you can just make your announcement and just share it with the world so immediately
0: well, more, more importantly, with 4K YouTube, like that Not was too. that was something yeah. that, that's something that people don't sort of connect is that for a very long time, E3 was the place where tech and gaming met. So Sony could go and show off their amazing new TV that that was unlike anything you've got in your living room and put a game demo on it to make you like, oh, my God, this looks so good anyone who wants to has an OLED 4K display in their living room and can watch the demo in 4K, mm. you know, whatever amazing content, uh, bitrate and everything else on YouTube, you don't need E3 anymore. You haven't for a very long time. And I, I think that that's really key and more importantly, now that you don't need it, if I'm Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo or whoever, I'll hold my own goddamn conference. and if I want to spend an hour demoing Forza 94, I'll spend an hour yeah. demoing Forza 94. Yep. I, yep. Why would I, you know work myself into E3's schedule and get uh, a splinter of the actual group that's attending? when 90% of the population is just going to watch it online later anyways, why would I not take control of that and do a live stream where I can get audience sentiment and everything else mm-hmm. as I'm announcing it, they're watching it in super high def and everything else. I mean, you know, if you don't have a 4k TV, you've probably got a 4k monitor. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a MacBook or any other recent uh, laptop, you've got basically 4k. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's no reason for E3 to exist in my mind anymore. Uh, Maybe I'm missing something profound, but it to me it's it hasn't been relevant in a very long time.
1: and even if you consider a lot of the indie titles that are coming out that are getting really popular through places like Steam, those are small companies that aren't necessarily going to be able to afford oh God, no. to get a place on any no. part of the floor no. at e three. so no. and like, yeah,
2: yeah, and to that point, this this was one of the uh, one of the arguments I made to my friends um, when the pandemic hit, a lot of like your big three, they ended up doing low cost, you know, announcement videos as opposed to, you know, the whole, they found a way to do the E3 cheaper and without having to worry about like logistics of getting to Los Angeles and, you know, all of the, you know know what I mean? Like they, Mm -hmm. they found a way to do it cheaper without having to go to E3 to do it. They can just do it from the comfort of their own home per se.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, Obviously, it's cheaper. Yeah, uh, I don't think that enters into it for them, to be honest. Like no, that, the cost of E3 to these companies is completely irrelevant. But more importantly, I think they probably saw once and for all that E3 didn't get them anything. Like, no. if anything, they probably did better doing their own conference. I, I certainly watched more stuff because it was like cool. Sony is announcing their stuff today, and then like three weeks later, Microsoft is announcing. I don't have to like. I can choose what I might be interested in. Or, and
1: it's not so much of a flood of information all at once too. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and, and the one thing out of all of this is that E3 might actually become relevant again. If they, if they play this right, E3 can actually become useful again because they can become the Indie Showcase. Yeah. And then people would care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean and you just look at uh Microsoft there had their developer developer direct uh the other week yep. and in that same day they announced Hi Fi Rush yep. and said, Hey, it's available now and boom, it's on Game Pass. So like something like that, it's like holy crap, like this is you know, perfect. They mm-hmm. talked about four titles and off they went. Yeah. I also think um I also think the game awards have uh stolen a lot of E 3s thunder. Mm-hmm. Because you, we all watched the Game Awards that just passed, and Jeff Keighley has his kind of finger in the industry, and they had a lot of they had a lot of announcements and debut trailers that, you know,
1: yeah. So like, I got more excited about those. That's I mean, the kind of
2: thing that you used to see it at, like at an E three, and I think the Game Awards has kind of taken that from them.
0: Um. Well, I, I think it just comes down to there are more avenues for that stuff. Like you don't have to wait a year to announce your product. You, you do it when you want to and, and sure. Yeah. Put it in the award shows or just throw it up on YouTube on a random Tuesday, like whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just like, I don't think the game awards like stole it from EC E3 in that like, There'll be that stuff announced there would have been that stuff announced at E3 as well because Mm -hmm. there's just there's enough to go around. What it means is that you no longer take your top three things for the entire year and show them at E three. You you show one of the top twenty things or two of the top twenty things at E three and two at the you know awards and two at GDC. And two on random Tuesdays and like you just you you spread it around because you can. Mm. You don't have to wait so goddamn long to to announce these things. Yeah. And again, I think that comes down to back in the day, I, I remember very vividly in the in the early days when HD TVs were still sparse and especially before 4K and everything else they relied on tech journalists and gaming journalists to go to these conferences and come back and tell their readers and their viewers and whatever. Oh my God, this blew my mind because I got to play it and it looked so good. And like 50% of that was just the TV. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even yeah. the game. It was just the TV with the lighting, the sound system. They made those experiences amazing. And they're still great. If you go to one of these and if you've had the privilege of going to an E3 or or anything like it, um, you you sit down in their setup or stand in their setup or whatever, and and like they've got the the amazing sound system and everything else. At least the big the big ones do. And it's 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 a step up. Yeah. The difference is that these days it's a step up, whereas before it was like a quantum fucking leap. Mm. Uh, you just don't need it anymore. It's yeah. it's better now, but it's not that much better. So it. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't considered any of those things particularly interesting yeah. in quite a while, and I don't think I'm alone. I think it, it kind of started losing its
2: traction too when it went from being a trade show to like a more public event.
0: Uh eh, yeah, maybe. You I know. don't know. Maybe. I I think it's... I, I think it
2: peaked at that point. It peaked, and then it's just kind of like in a connected like you. I agree with what you're saying. Like in a connected world, there an, an E3. There's no point. Yeah. When, you know, anybody can, what you, what you said exactly with you, if you've got a 4K TV, you can get basically the same experience on your couch, yeah. minus the, 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 lights and all that crap. But, well,
0: and, and all the smelly people. And all the smelly yeah, people, too.
1: yeah. <laughs> so. Um, but like going back to what you were saying about, um, if, if E3 became more of an indie type thing, and you would ask me if I would ever go to E3, well, if E3 was more indie, yeah. I think because those are the types of games that I'm gravitating towards yep. more and more, damn right, I'd want to go to that. That sounds great.
0: Yeah, uh, there are, I can pretty much guarantee if they uh, transitioned E3 from what it is today to more of a, like, so board game conferences Mm -hmm. do this right. You, You go and the publishers are there and you can, like, meet some people and everything else. E3 had that a little bit. They need to lean into that super hard and say, like, you know what? Fine. All the big ones, all the big companies, don't care about being here. Great. We don't want them here because this is now for indies, and and you're going to get to meet uh, your your favorite indie developer because we're we're going to help offset their costs to bring them in, and we're going to you know take a portion of signings and and demos and everything else that happen, figure out some other way to make it lucrative for them and for the publishers and make it uh, a pilgrimage for indie developers and indie players, Mm -hmm. I think E3 could be amazing. Yeah. But that is... I mean, E3 started as the electronics exhibition. It was never a game conference. So, I mean maybe that happens like it, it was all about sort of entertainment and electronics i mean mm-hmm. e3 right The electronic entertainment expo it, yeah. exactly like it was it wasn't a game conference it was it was about video and and audio and and all of the things mm-hmm. uh and the problem is that you know your average person there's only so much you can care about an 8k tv <laughs> and there's only so much you can care about adobe atmos 72 and there's only so much you can the people just don't care about that it's the same thing with smartphones the new iphone i don't know of anyone who's super super excited about the latest iphone or the latest android phone or anything else because yeah it's better but who cares
1: not by much right not enough to make it significant
0: and i think e3 is suffering from the exact same problem like yeah okay the new tv is better whoopty fucking do even projectors like for a while they had a little bit going with projectors and stuff where it was like check out this new super projector. But even those are, they're good now. And most people don't care about them. Uh, So like they can either rebrand as a gaming conference and try and recapture some of that magic. Or I go back to, I think their days are numbered. Like there's just, we are getting to the point where consumer technology for audio visual is so freaking good that it's incredibly hard to get people excited about upgrades. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if in, within the next few months, we heard that they just canceled E3 altogether. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. It would be nice if they, if it would be nice if they either, what you said, A, just do a rebrand mm-hmm. and go back to what they were doing before and make it about electronics and all that stuff. But there's so many other conferences that do that anyway, right? Yeah. Or focus on the indie scene because a lot of really good unique experiences are found in within the indie like atmosphere yep. because these are people that aren't afraid to take a risk and take a chance on a unique idea. And they don't have like corporate billionaires hovering over them, making sure that it's going to get them an extra, you know, some, some extra yeah. bucks.
1: Well, you could almost think of it as like the craft show of like, I, I don't mean this is in a negative way at all. I am a, Voracious knitter, so it's like <laughs> it's it's like the craft show of of uh, the gaming industry, where it's the people, the independent, the small creators, that these are their passion projects, and they just want to show them to people and get people interested in them. Like, I feel like something like that would just be so fantastic for them because,
0: yeah, well, and and to be clear, that's essentially what the the game developer conference is supposed to be, the GDC. The the trick is though that the indie scene is so large. That like there's room for several yeah. conferences. Mm-hmm. E3 could cater to that market, and I guarantee there is enough uh, indie players and developers that they could absolutely fill that slate. Uh, but it's it's a little bit of a jump from being E3 to being the indie gaming conference. So are they going to do that? No. I also don't think they're going anywhere. Like I I, I can guarantee. I almost guarantee that they're not canceling it this year and they'll be back next year and then we'll find things to show off. There's always new streaming tech that they can show off and and everything else. But even that, you know, TwitchCon is a thing and, and there's a bunch of other streaming conventions. Like the there are more there are fewer general upgrades in the tech sphere, consumer tech sphere at least. And there are a lot more specific ones and and those specific ones are kind of getting, getting like they're getting picked up. Like there's VR conferences, there's Twitch conferences, there's, you know, uh, the only things left are like laptops and TVs and speakers and stuff. And, and people just don't effing care.
1: No, it's like, I don't know the tech behind everything. So I'm like, OK, the, the red is redder, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. I can't tell.
0: I mean, the I can sound tell,
1: is louder or crisper. Like, woo! I,
0: I can tell you, as someone who does know a lot about the tech behind it, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, the new MacBook Pros, phenomenal. Like, they are truly staggering speaker setups in the new MacBook Pros. They are a significant step up from the old ones, but the old ones were pretty damn good. Like, mm-hmm. yes, these are these are obviously better, but it's not like I like hated listening to the old ones. We're not going from like a Motorola Razr to or Rocker or whatever it was. The the old non-flip one is what I'm talking about. Uh, to, you know, uh, an iPhone 14 We're we're going from an iPhone 14 to a 15. It's like, yeah, it's better. But who the fuck cares? Yeah. If I need a new one, great. If I don't need a new one, I'm not upgrading. Yeah. Same thing for TVs, same thing for laptops, phones, everything. I There's just, there's so little impetus to do it.
1: It's because the market's just so flooded with the new all the time that nothing feels new or it doesn't feel groundbreaking at all. So, yeah, yeah, we just don't see it. Re- refresh
0: cycles are too fast.
1: Yep, exactly. That's yep. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And going back to like the talking about whether or not a PS5's pros in development and then hearing that, no, we're focused on a PS6. You just came out with the PS5. Come on, man. Right. You have like at least 10 years in this thing.
0: Well, I see, that's what confuses me is I thought they had said earlier, and this is going fully on memory, so I could be totally wrong here, but I thought they had said earlier that the PS5 was meant to be a 10-year gaming system. Yeah.
1: I remember at the beginning of them coming out, people saying like there's nowhere to go after the, the PS5. Yeah, it's just basically a PC after this.
0: yeah a pc without replaceable parts (laughs) yeah pretty much uh Hmm. yeah i i don't know i i think there's just less and less room for uh for wowing people based on the hardware you got to wow them on the software and and everybody's seeing this i mean uh the latest android and ios i keep going back to this just because everybody can relate to phones um you know the latest stuff they're still like tit for tat on like cameras and stuff but nobody gives a damn but things like the call screening on android like that's a feature software exclusively that actually has me considering switching over it's got nothing to do with the hardware because the hardware is the same like it's not at all but it's it's so close that nobody mm-hmm. nobody cares uh well okay some people care but not very bloody many um but the software you you release a VR game for PS R two that actually like kicks ass. I'll buy one tomorrow. But I mean they're not. Yeah. None of the mm-hmm. titles that they've released sound compelling to me. Um
1: The only one I'd be vaguely interested in is the the horizon one, but like I'd do that and been like, Okay, I'm done with this now. You can take it back.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um I don't know. I I, I think I think that E three is in trouble in their current mix because there's just so little to get excited about on that front at least excited enough to go to a conference for it was like
2: uh it's like back in the day when you used to go see uh when you found out that the latest movie that came out that you you're not really interested in seeing but hey they got a trailer for the new batman movie or something before it starts so you'd go to the theater just to see this trailer you know and, and then you'd be stuck there for two hours watching the movie like people did that
0: oh yeah so
2: Mm. oh i remember doing yeah (laughs) but now it's i mean you can youtube it you you can get anything on youtube so i
0: mean how i the the later avengers movies i we left before the credits like well before the after credits because it's like cool we can get out of the theater before everybody else i'll youtube it when i get home like who cares it's it's already up somebody bootlegged it yeah. I just
1: want to jump back to the the big 3 having their own separate conferences. Mm-hmm. It and I don't I can't remember exactly what the reaction has been to them having their own separate conferences, but it's it's funny because it's not a unique idea cuz Blizzard Blizzard's been doing this oh, for years. Long time.
2: Yeah. I think Nintendo was the first to do it. Nintendo was the first to kind of say like, "No, no, we're going to do our own thing." Yeah. And they have. They've done basically the same thing for quite some time Sony followed suit and then and Xbox decided to do their own thing as mm-hmm. well so I mean it is what it is yeah I,
1: you know I whatever it yeah, shouldn't be a surprise at this point that no, that they're doing it
0: no no well and, I mean Microsoft's done their own conferences for a very long time mm-hmm. they they didn't necessarily devote that much to the gaming side of things during yeah. them but yeah. but they've definitely announced yep. Xbox related stuff during the Microsoft conventions for years mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just one of those things. Like there was a reason that everybody did gaming stuff and video stuff at E3 because that's where the tech and the gaming met, met the, the problem is that that's no longer an issue. They, they, you just don't, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm. And, and it would matter if like for a little while when people thought they were going to get super excited about the 3d TV tech and everything else, which was just garbage, um and when people thought that everybody was going to get excited about 8k like there was a brief moment where it was like yeah cool we're getting and then they realized that you know what it's really hard to make people care about pixels that you can maybe just barely make out and pixels that you definitely can't make out like that's that's hard to get excited about. Yeah. And now I have to wear glasses. <laughs> yeah. Well right. A, if you're over thirty five, you can't make them out anyway. <laughs> um yeah. it, there's just so much less for the 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 intersection that created E three doesn't really exist anymore. That yep. doesn't mean that the conference can't exist, but they can't be what they were before. Yep. So Yeah.
1: Okay, quick. Huh. What's everyone playing this week?
0: Graveyard Keeper. graveyard keeper. I've been, I don't think I've played anything else. I am actually, I'm going to real quick and then I'll let you two go. Uh, I am going to be starting a video series slash we all might do them. I'm definitely doing some, uh, these guys might as well. Uh, we're going to do some game pass roulette. So we're just going to, there's a surprise me button on the Xbox game pass. Well, it's actually for your entire library, but I don't own much that isn't in game pass. Uh, and uh, it'll just pick a random game from your library, whether it's installed or not, and you can install it and play it. So I'm going to fire up the console, surprise me, and play whatever comes up for a little while and turn that into a short video. So that's going to be coming up. But right now, Graveyard Keepers all have been playing. Nice.
1: The DLC for Power Wash Simulator came out on the 31st, so I've been playing the hell out of that one. Laura Croft Tomb Raider themed. So that's been... Yes. Mm (laughs) yeah it's good it's good
2: and i've been playing with my dice slings (laughs) actually i i played and finished hi-fi rush um i I did beat it um and then uh i decided to purchase the entire darksiders series on xbox and i just started playing the first darksiders again Mm -hmm. which is a nice great little uh it's very similar to a zelda game Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i'm playing that's cool so why don't you tell us in the comments what you're playing this week? Uh, what do you think of Sony's latest little shindigs and the E3 announcements? Um let us know down in the comments. Like the video, and if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. We 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 really appreciate all the support
0: everybody's given us. And welcome to all our new yeah. subscribers. If you're still yeah. with if you subscribed in the last week and you're still with us, we love you. Yeah. You well, specifically, Jim. Jim. That might work for somebody. Who knows? It, it'll
1: work. <laughs> I, I I think it will if yeah. your name is Jim let us know yeah, that's right
0: <laughs> well we know one, though
1: so. not yeah. you Jim the yeah, other not that Jim not, Jim. Yeah. not yeah. that Jim All right. he's yeah. not before, you he's
0: old before we get totally off the rails as Chad <laughs> said thanks so much for watching we'll catch you on the next one